0: This weekend at the box office, it was Wakanda still as the newest entry in the MCU remained atop the charts while dropping a fair amount. Plus, tis the season and tis the screenings. It's turkey time and season screenings is back. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this, the 218th episode of What's in the Box Office. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And
1: I'm your host, Pieces of Noah. Ah, yes, of course. And I'm uh, A little preview yes. as to what our movie is. Yes, indeed. Uh, this, this podcast will be uh, assembled slightly more uh, thoroughly than their dinner was. Okay, but it's going to come together more poorly. <laughs> yes, I... Uh, I did. Uh, I did pull up. Uh, pull up today, and then just decide to drive away instead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I we'll ran. Get... I ran downstairs. <laughs> yeah. He's here. He's here. And then we'll, you are gone. We'll uh, We'll get into that in a little while mm-hmm. later. For now, uh, how about our top five? Sure. Uh, one that did not come up in your introduction there was the menu. One of this week's opening films, and in honor of the menu, I have decided to uh, do an early look at a top five for Anya Taylor Joy. Okay. Uh, young career. Not a uh, not a ton of options, but still enough stuff to uh, adequately fill out a top five. And so I uh, wanted to take a look at it. She's uh, she's really come on strong uh, in the past few years or so. Uh, for number five, I went thoroughbreds. Oh, uh, uh, ton- fun! Yeah, I like thoroughbreds. Yeah, it was a it was a fun little black comedy. What a comedy. two-hander! I know her and uh, Olivia Cook. Oh, yeah! Uh, from House of the Dragon fame. Mm, uh, sure. Uh, yeah. That yeah, that is fun. what her fame is from. <laughs> I think that's probably her most notable role, I guess. Uh, certainly not thoroughbreds. I think it's pretty underseen, uh, but uh, fun movie. Both of them, uh, both of them get to have a, a good time, just kind of being uh, bad, I guess. Uh, number four, Emma, mm-hmm. a movie that I had, uh, I had kind of forgotten about until I was going back through the filmography, and I saw that and I was like, oh shit, that's right. Yeah, Emma. That was a lot of fun. Like Emma. Good time. I really, uh, really Mia enjoyable really watch good in that too. Yeah, a uh, a rare non-horror Mia mm-hmm. Goth performance. I, and yeah, just really, uh, really enjoyed that. Was not familiar with the source material at all going in, so I can't speak to its uh, qualities as an adaptation. I, uh, but uh, but good stuff there. Number three was Split. Really? Yeah, that's a little high for me. I, uh, I'd put that at five. five perhaps movies. I don't know. I I remember I. I remember enjoying Split and then like my feelings on it post glass really kind of dipped cuz yeah. they're uh, cuz they're so entwined and glass it was glass right mm-hmm. that's the the name of the third one glass was so bad I uh, but I think uh, I think Split was uh, Split was just a well done good time okay. uh, possibly possibly could have been lower on the list just cuz it's really uh, the James Mcavoy show Uh, Which uh, which would be fair, but it's at three. It's sitting there right Mm -hmm. now. I'm reading it, and uh, you know this is what's done is done. Uh, Still, uh, still a good movie. I'm happy with there. Number two went The Northman. Okay, Uh, a great performance uh, by her in a uh, a movie that I really enjoyed from earlier this year. Uh, We talked about it at uh, the time it came out. Uh, She just gets to be like a not not like a witch. There are, uh, there are witches in this movie, but sort of witch-adjacent uh, spoilers. Uh, and then number one is, of course, The Witch. Uh, Playmobil the movie. Yes. Number one is Playmobil the movie, a film that I have unfortunately seen. I <laughs> uh, The Witch is excellent. I've talked about it on many occasions uh, among my favorite horror movies. Uh, just a, re- a real high point of the sort of horror renaissance that we're in. Uh, and she's uh, she's terrific in it. It's probably her uh, her most like prominent starring role, certainly on this list. Uh, um, yeah, I would say so. Although she's not, yeah, I guess she is the certainly the lead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe the menu can make it on when I redo this list in several years. Okay. Uh, to our actual top five, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah films that came out this weekend, films that were already out. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, made it at number one. The menu opened in the number two spot. Number three was The Chosen, season three, episode one and two, which I presume we'll talk about in great detail. Uh, number four was Black Adam, and five was Ticket to Paradise. All right, so
0: our feature presentation is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which, uh, oh, I guess I'm. that's what you... I'll 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 do this one. Sure, you got it. Sixty-seven point three million dollars this weekend. A drop of sixty-three percent. Two hundred eighty-seven, basically two hundred eighty-eight domestic total. Uh, yeah, it's a harder drop than you'd like to see, especially with no competition. It's better than the past three MCU films, and next week should give it a nice boost with people being off Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Still, we're looking at a domestic total around Doctor Strange 2 and a worldwide total probably just below that. It's not going to clear a billion, we don't think. Uh, It was never going to top the original, and the film doesn't have any must-see elements. So we're really just looking at a confused public narrative and a film selling itself on curiosity alone. So it's a hit, but it is slightly disappointing so far.
1: We'll yeah, see. Pro- probably probably just a little a little too much going on in the movie, and some of that was unavoidable. And yeah,
0: it's very long. It's slow at times. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of action set pieces for the kiddies, And yeah, I just feel like there's not a lot of like people leaving the theater going like, oh my god, did you see that scene or did you see this thing? Yeah, to tell their friends and you know.
1: Yeah, the thing the thing they they might have had going for them was Namor. Uh, yeah, because he remains, I think, the uh, the high point of the movie. Uh, but with just so much else, uh, so much else going on, it is. Uh, it does just kind of get drowned out. You don't really walk out talking about like, man, Namor fucking rules. Excellent addition to the MCU. You got to check it out. Uh, which is unfortunate, but yeah. you know what it's are unfortunate. What are you gonna do? Still, still several hundred million dollars. Not a uh, not a failure. Yeah, by it'll any be means. around one. You
0: know, about Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then about $850, $890 worldwide. So. Yeah.
1: It is, you do want your sort of like A-tier properties, which I feel like Black Panther would yes. definitely be considered like a higher tier than a Doctor Strange. I, th- I
0: think this kind of tells you, like is it an A-tier property anymore? Because the guy playing him is not there. Yeah, So is the character of Black Panther an A-tier property? They still, at the end of this movie, it is still not like clear who's leading this franchise you know what i mean like i do there's a person and then there might be another person and so even still we're not like and now we have our lead yeah. so
1: it hasn't been settled and now we can look ahead to black panther 3 it's still kind of yeah it's still kind of up in the air um I'm just gonna get to do three origin stories in a row for this know, one aren't we i know so it is you it,
0: Yeah, I just I I don't know if we really sh- you know there's going to be talk when this finishes that like worldwide it made 250 300 million more than it made domestically. Yeah. Total for the first one. You know what I mean and that's a bad look because yeah. but it just nothing was going to have it top the first one and it has so many just ex- it, it's just I don't think it has a lot of rewatchability outside of hardcore like like general public being like oh yeah, that was awesome let's see it again right because it is very somber and so I think it's a really well made movie but the um the replayability factor I think is gonna hurt it and I think this is just one that they're gonna have to write off as like we did it we handled the situation as best we could but um this franchise is, is not like. You know, this if, if everything was fine and Chadwick was here, yeah, we could call this like just dis- really disappointing. This these numbers, because I think that then we're looking at like a top tier franchise for them, but it's still up in the air.
1: Yeah, i uh, our second film on the list this week was the menu, which opened with nine million dollars. It's just a flat nine.
0: It's a it's a modest opening. Uh, the film won't have legs as it, it came with a B cinema score. Uh, still, this is, I th- believe, Fox Searchlight's widest opening ever. Uh-huh. They went really wide with this. So uh, the opening is
1: fine. Here's uh, is, Do you think it's a problem that it's not entirely clear what this movie is?
0: I think it is, isn't it? It's They go to this restaurant, and it turns out that it's like a
1: horror movie. Yeah, I... I'm concerned that the trailers didn't quite make it out to be like so clearly a horror movie. Hmm. Like it's it's definitely like they go to this restaurant and they're expecting a a you know, a big four-star Michelin meal and then something sinister happens. But I I think it might be a little too like just vague about what's happening. Yeah. Like are they are they being killed and eaten themselves? Is it like is it actually like they're being hunted for sport, which I think the trailer kind of suggests but doesn't really get into? It. Like you you look at the success of the horror movies we've gotten, you look at I mean like Smile's not an unfair example because it's such a success. But it's like that's very cut and dry. You know yeah. what you're getting with that. And like as horror fans, we we're both able to look at that and be like that 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 looks great. And it looks like exactly what I'm looking for. I'm I'm excited for the menu because people have said it's good. Yeah. Uh, but I just I don't really know. Like, am I going in for a horror movie? Am I going in for sort of like a black comedy or like a a thriller? Like, I it's what's Maybe. going on. I
0: thought the trailers were pretty funny and effective, but um, it's very it's it's possible people didn't know what they were. It's all it's also hard to do, which I think Bones and All is going to find out next week. Um, a uh, uh, horror around Thanksgiving. Yeah,
1: yeah, and they they can't family. all be hits.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, comedies also like adult comedy struggle. Like they tried to horrible bosses two tried to be a Thanksgiving you know mm-hmm. release. It just it doesn't work. It's a family thing.
1: You know what you can release around Thanksgiving is the Chosen season three episode one and two. Uh, to the tune of eight point two million dollars. Is a Fathom event? Uh, probably no. Uh, I, I mean, I don't it, know. it is distributed by Fathom Events. Then yes. So that was it more is. like this um, is a Fathom event. It uh, it's based, you know, it's obviously
0: the continuation of a show that says based on the life of Jesus. Okay, um, it's a Jesus thing. Yeah, it's a religious Fathom event. They probably targeted churches and church groups. It's just another example of like. Niche, super niche, uh, marketing, and I mean like mm-hmm. targeted marketing. Working, it's you think about all the uh, the anime films that that come out, and, yeah. and the religious films. Like this is just another example of, you know, you and I have not seen a lick of footage of this. You probably didn't even know this existed till you looked at the title three seconds ago.
1: Uh, I'd seen it. Uh, I'd seen it listed in theaters. Looking I've at Showtimes, it. but otherwise no.
0: And. Um, and yet, it made you know eight million dollars. So, it's just these studios. It's gonna fade after this, but uh, it's a nice opening. Yeah. It's just funny that these this this really can work. This kind of direct marketing. This happens with uh, Bollywood movies occasionally and stuff. So,
1: I just I re- I really need the religious movies to kind of, to get a little quality control. There's a little a little sheen on their production. What was it? What was the uh, like the Woodstock movie? Like the trailer we saw? Oh um, where yeah, it's like with the, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't remember what it's called. Yeah,
1: but like that, that looked like a real movie until the very end. We were
0: like, oh Jesus. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> clearly
1: it. it's clearly a Jesus thing, but like it see, it seems to have been produced yeah. at sort of like it's a, a, a solid replacement yeah. level thing. It
0: doesn't look like a Kevin Sorbo starring exactly.
1: All, yeah, I. And like the chosen season three colon episode one and two is the official title. Like we can do better than that. A little. We can do a little better than that. I think I and just like I guess it didn't really matter. They still made eight million dollars. But mm-hmm. like come on guys take another 20 minutes on the title. <laughs> um. Let's talk about the perfectly titled Black Adam in the number four spot. Yeah, uh, that made four point four million on a forty-four point three percent drop. It's up to one hundred and fifty-six point nine.
0: Yeah, I don't really have much to say. It's not a hit. It costs two hundred million dollars. It's going to make less than four hundred, barely, but less than four hundred de- worldwide. Mm-hmm. It's not a hit. Sorry. No.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, that's what you get when you make a movie about the biggest star in the world for two hundred million dollars. <laughs> it's so many million. <laughs> let me let me let me explain something to you. Please, I know so little.
0: Black Adam cost two hundred million dollars.
1: I've heard that's, that's quite a few.
0: Jumanji: The Next Level.
1: Yeah, the sequel. the
0: th- The second sequel, the sequel to yeah sure. Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle, right? Which grossed worldwide nine hundred and sixty-two million dollars. Right, big hit. Huge hit.
1: Sort of a folk hero. The of sequel, this podcast. bringing
0: everybody back. Yeah, costs. The, there's a range. Uh huh. And we'll just take the middle of that range. That's fair. $130 million. Yeah. Look at that. There's
1: <laughs> there's a point at which... And it like, grossed $800 million. Like, you can't make Black Adam for $40 million. No. Like, fine. I get that. You There is a baseline amount of money you have to spend on to make that suit look so smooth when The Rock is wearing it. It's a real suit. Uh, <laughs> like, they're, I, they're I guess you need someone to sew like it. Yeah. Uh, but at a certain point, like, you c- you can make the movie for a hundred and fifty million dollars, maybe maybe for a hundred and thirty. Maybe maybe they could maybe they could do it for Jumanji. Mm. That's a that's a good looking movie. A lot of effects in Jumanji. Yes, I. Uh, so like, what what are you doing? Where's the, where's my the money? My
0: My big thing. Is that? It's The Rock. And, Kevin Hart. Yeah. And Jack Black. And Karen Gillan, she's not going to demand a big paycheck, but the other two are. They're established comedy stars. Yeah. and it's a sequel, and like so, Ka- they're getting more for the second time around. Yeah,
1: and like Karen Gillan is still going to demand more money in she Jumanji got, she two got or like Jumanji three, Jumanji the next level.
0: She probably got like three or you know five mil. Yeah, just because but like she's
1: part of the whole, and it's like a big, yeah. huge franchise. And and the Black Adam's only paying. The Rock,
0: really. Pierce
1: Brosnan was James Bond for I, many Pierce years. Pierce Brosnan probably got
0: about what Karen Gillen got. And everyone yeah. else is less. So I just, like, what the fuck, man? I
1: don't know. At least it looked good. Oh, I, it didn't. Well, you haven't seen it yet. No, I've just seen clips from your phone. I... Number five is Ticket to Paradise, uh, which made three point two million this week, and that was forty-five point eight percent drop. That's up to sixty-one point five.
0: Yeah, don't know much to say about this either. It's a little harsher of a drop, but I think I'll, I'll give it a shout out because I think the next week with the five days is gonna help it get. Right now it needs nine million to get to seventy, and I don't think it's gonna happen next week, but I think next week is going to ensure that it will happen. Yeah. If that makes sense. So we'll talk about that next week. Uh, the other uh, opening I want to talk about is She Said, which came in at number six with $2.25 Average of $1,000. Uh, a big flop. For, not a big flop, but it's a flop for Universal. And just another staggering decision. I know we talked about this separately, but um, the idea that they thought they could go wide with this. It's an Oscar player. Release it limited, get buzz going. This is not going to play outside of the major cities, and this is part of a, a, a trend. I think Scott Mendelson of whatever thing he's with, he's not at Forbes anymore, um, point out where it's it's really hard to sell movies targeting women when there's a there's a pattern where movies that are targeting women that are about women having a bad time. Yeah don't tend to do well. And She Said is the kind of movie that is about the troubles that women are still facing, so why go and see a movie that's about that? And also, uh, it's a difference between, like, Girls Trip and Rough Night, uh-huh. where in Rough Night, the women are essentially punished for wanting to have a good time, where they kill a stripper and have to deal with it. And in Girls Trip, they just have a great time. Uh, but this just seems like the kind of movie that is more... Written about, than seen, as we can see with this opening weekend. And I just think this is a big swing, especially because it did not star anybody. Don't release this wide with Zoe Kazan and Kerry Mulligan, who I love, both of them. Sure. Release it with Jennifer Lawrence and Emma Stone, and then I can see 2000. Even that's a gamble, because it's a drama. Yeah. You know, all these different factors. But even then I can see, okay, well, they can, they have their names. They can put butts in seats. Right. Um, but with those two, this is like clearly, I mean, come on, come on. Andre but, Brower? <laughs> come on. In a supporting role? Two two and a quarter million. Uh, writing was on the wall. But I, I you know, I, I applaud Universal. Uh, in, on the other hand, Universal thrown throwing out in 2000 theaters. is just them trying to boost up yeah. dramas, I guess, in theaters. That's nice. Uh, And that's all I have this week. Not a lot happened.
1: All right. Well, then it's time to play everybody's favorite game. Did it it make make more more or or less than than Little Little Women? Women. We all know how to play. I name a movie. You tell me whether it made more or less Uh than Little Women at the box office. For a bonus point, you tell me what year the movie came out. Are you ready to play? Yeah. All right. Your first film is Night at the Museum colon Secret of the Tomb. (sighs) I'm still gonna say. Oh no, I'm gonna say less
0: on that. Actually, Secret of the Tomb. you should have said more on Secret of the yeah. Tomb. <laughs> Is that the final one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Battle of Smithsonian was the second one. Uh, two thousand and oh, Jesus, seventeen.
1: Fourteen. Really? Yeah. Yeah, those movies have been done wow. for a while now. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I speaking of tombs though your second film the mummy it did have
0: robin williams in it yeah that's true
1: uh tomb of the dragon emperor
0: i see a theme happening yes. um i'm gonna say i'm gonna say less for i think that just crossed 102 i'll say less again that
1: is less uh
0: 2008
1: that is correct yeah uh and then it was hard to complete the theme from there so we're going with the remake of the mummy uh okay uh oh no was that 80
0: that i'm gonna say less i think that was like 80 something that is less yes that's 2015 no stop 2000 and is that 18 2018
1: that's my final it was 17 it was 17 well it wasn't 15 that was was closer i got closer closer on that second second guess though uh yeah so, yeah, you come away with uh, three points there. Mm. A uh, same same exact uh, point pattern as last week: zero, two, one. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. You know, I I I, I, t- I lucked into the tomb of the dragon emperor. I'm like, oh, two tombs. Like, what what am I gonna do from here? Is there like is there an emperor movie, a dragon movie? I don't know. Uh, there was another movie with the
0: word tomb. You could have done Tomb Raider. I guess yeah. Or any of those Lara
1: Croft Tomb Raiders? Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah but the I mean the mummy was close enough that uh, that worked out and then uh, come and gone from a theater near you Brian are you ready to go back in time yeah uh, one film this week from 2009 oh. uh, week 46 November 13th Uh, one strong opening at number one 2009 yeah new moon no not that strong the blind side no
0: Christmas Carol.
1: Uh, that was had opened the week prior.
0: What about the other ones I said? Uh, New Moon had opened?
1: Blindside had opened? Not on the list. It was all open the next week then. Uh, this could broadly be described as an action-adventure film. Not National Treasure 2, is it? No. Book of Secrets. There is a more specific subgenre that will uh, give it away, and so like I okay. think it's kind so... of so kind of based on a meme in a way.
0: In two thousand nine, we were all me for yeah. that big.
1: Yeah, I mean this this particular one was something that seemed like it was kind of a joke, and then is turned into a film, uh, taken very seriously in the film and by some. Uh, not so much a meme as like a premonition. Oh, twenty twelve. 2012.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, 65. Exact, exactly right. Yeah. Just immediately. New 65 for 2012. Uh, it's just, I think we've talked about this before. Strange movie to release in 2009?
0: Yeah, should have been 2011. <laughs> yeah. Or no, because it, it was like December something. Of 2012, was so the date. yeah, put it out, put, so it, yeah, out put it out, 2012, in 2012 yeah. put it
1: out November 13th, 2012. I mean, I like agree. we have a month, have a see month, our film. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Now they put it out in 2009.
0: 65 million dollars. Right. No, it was a hit. Yeah, yeah, click on it. It was like 200 million. Let's say No, it. 160, 166. But
1: then worldwide, 603. There you go.
0: That's the Roland Emmerich
1: effect. Should, there. Just like study the 2012 numbers before bed every night. You know that cold? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that was uh, that was well done. And that yeah. was that was it going on this weekend. All
0: right, no, Domus, I have an early reaction for you. Hell yeah. Trailers are flying in next week. It's rumored we're getting Indy 5. Oh dear. So, get ready for that. Um, in the meantime, I do have a movie, a movie that was originally going to be on HBO Max until HBO Max got a new president of Warner Brothers who said no more HBO Max movies. We're only releasing movies in theaters. That appear to uh, soon have cinematic value, except for Batgirl. Um, so, while I completely agree with his decision, I think that um, you know the theatrical experience should be uh, coveted. It'll help. It'll only help streaming awareness. I think Batgirl should have been released, but this is one of them, and this is a no-brainer to me uh, to come out. Magic Mike's Last Dance. The once again directed by Steven Soderbergh, the uh, um, the conclusion of the Magic Mike trilogy. Uh, you haven't seen this trailer, no. so we're going to stop the recording, watch it, and you're going to give your instant reaction and instant prediction to what it's going to make on opening weekend. So I'll have to stop the well no we'll stop the recording, and um, that's fine because as always it'll be seamless. Ooh baby, releasing February 10th. 2023 Magic Mike's Last
1: Dance. Noah, what'd you think of the trailer? I seems seems good. It's a good trailer. I don't know. Got me uh, got me going. I've seen both of these it movies. Did. I and I don't know. Neither really made an impression on me. Really? Kind of. I, I think they're wanted, both very good. I, most people do. Well, we'll rewatch them before this. Yeah. Comes up. I but yeah, even watching that, I was like, oh yeah, okay, seems fun.
0: So a great choice of a song. Oh, incredible. Um, some Hayek, uh, Channing. It's the last one. Valentine's Day is a great weekend to throw it up there. Sure. What are we thinking opening weekend?
1: Uh, a, a huge range of possibilities. I uh, Like, I'm... I'm concerned it's gonna just completely fail because the she, franchise has been gone for so long. Do you want the numbers for the first?
0: I know we don't normally do this, but they're not like, you know, the kind of franchise that we talk about a lot uh-huh. or you've really context for. Do you know what I mean? So, do you want the numbers? Or I'll take them. Yeah, yeah all right, I'll throw them up. Because I just feel like when we're talking about like the newest like Ant Man, you're like, okay, well, sure. I know what Captain America opens to, and Ant Man's less than that. So, let me let me get these up for you. Yeah, I I know about Ant Man. All right, so the first one in 2012, and some of these were on Wednesdays, so that's going to fuck you over a little bit. First one, 2012, uh, opened on a Friday, $39 million. Okay. Second one in 2015. Take us time. Yeah, you I know, guess what Mojo's doing right now. Not working. It's updating. Oh, good. They love their updates in progress. Try again in just a few minutes, and I'm going to the numbers. Hold on. Uy-y-y. Okay. $39 million for the first one in 2015. Magic Mike XXL came out and opened to that opened on a Wednesday, I believe. Uh-huh. Uh the three-day gross was 13. And the five-day gross was twenty-nine. Okay. Opening in the midst of just for context, um, Inside Out in its third weekend, Jurassic World in its fourth weekend, Terminator Genesis in its first weekend. Okay. So what do you think?
1: Yeah, I I suspect the franchise was kind of like a one a one-off hit. The uh, yeah. the second numbers like the f- the ho- the holiday numbers are all right but 15 3 days. And, or it also
0: then. I mean is this the movie we're opening over f- Independence Day? Like I get yeah. it but it's it's what who is this movie targeting?
1: The ladies. Adults. Yeah. The and adult what's the 4th
0: of July? Who are you hanging around with?
1: The children. Your
0: family. So, you know. Yeah. That's a tough. That's a tough break, but that's
1: true. I, I'm gonna say 15 million is our opening. 15 million is our opener. Okay, for this movie, Uh, could could be like eight, could be 23. Yeah, could be eight. I could see 30. Okay,
0: on the high end. Yeah, all right. But I could also see eight. Yeah, we'll see. They, it. A lot of this is going to depend on the marketing, and if they push it as like. Especially Channing's like final like dance movie or whatever, That's sure. you know, his bread and butter it was all right. Noah season screenings, it's back, baby. For the next seven weeks, we'll be watching a uh, a themed movie and discussing it. Um, in the past, we've done Thanksgiving movies and Hanukkah movie and <laughs> Christmas movies and uh, a New Year's movie. This year, we're changing it up a bit. So few Hanukkah movies exist, and we also, as stocking stuffers or whatever you'd like to call it, side dishes for Thanksgiving. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, we watch an episode of TV that's holiday themed, and uh, but we're changing it up this year because so few Hanukkah movies exist. We are going to be watching if we can find this many, eight Hanukkah themed television episodes to watch. Seven? Oh no, eight of them. We'll of them, double yeah. up on one uh, for the eight nights of Hanukkah. Um, but for the movies. Two Thanksgiving movies, we're going to do two blockbusters that came out in the peak of winter, so when you think of winter blockbusters, Christmas blockbusters, it's these movies. Yeah. Two Christmas movies, and then our New Year's movie, and that'll be it, but we're starting with the uh, Thanksgiving film, and I got to pick, and I want to pick a movie that's actually about Thanksgiving, which is not as many as you'd think, and not just have a scene that takes place on Thanksgiving, which is many movies. Right. Uh, So I went with Pieces of April, which was released October 17th, 2003, written and directed by Peter Hedges, starring Katie Holmes, Derek Luke, Patricia Clarkson, Oliver Platt, Allison Pill, John Gallagher Jr. with Sisko and Sean Hayes. A wayward daughter invites her dying mother and the rest of her estranged family to her apartment for Thanksgiving dinner. 84 on Rotten Tomatoes, 70 on Metacritic, including a Best Supporting Actress nomination for Patricia Clarkson.
1: Interesting. I, I do remember you saying that when we uh, talked about picking this.
0: No, uh, your first time seeing it. Yes. What do you think of the very short pieces of April?
1: Very short. I pretty good. Yeah. I thought a uh, a solid uh, a solid entry in what it was uh, what it was trying to do. I mm-hmm. uh, one of the, one of those movies doesn't have like a ton of subtext. No. Quite a bit of text going on. Well, oh, so short. Like yeah. we got. We can't leave. Yeah, it's hanging. it's just like a well executed singular thought. Yes. Uh, but well executed. I enjoyed it. I thought uh, I thought Katie Holmes was very good. Drew was very good. I yeah, Everyone's very good. Yeah. The the sort of uh, you know she she meets uh, she meets her neighbors and they offer varying degrees of help and it's all mm-hmm. uh, it's all mostly very nice. Yeah. A few uh, things. One of them's a villain. Right.
0: A few things. Do, I, I don't think the Sean Hayes thing works, um, but I love the stuff with Derek Luke. Uh, just try, Just going around. Um, Making sure that he has everything. I like that little side quest that he goes on. Sure. I also think he's very good and appealing in this. Um, The family stuff is so interesting because they're just so awful, which I know you probably was one of your sticking points, that they're
1: just so awful. It was, but uh, I did stick there.
0: What I like about it is that we're introduced to April, and she seems like she's just trying her best. And throughout the movie, we slowly get details as to why this family is estranged from her. Uh There's a moment uh, in the middle, so about 30 minutes in, (laughs) where uh, Patricia Clarkson rattles it off. And she says, like, uh, you know, what about the time when she threw lit matches at her sister or, you know, stole our car, whatever it was. But a list of things that were like... Really awful, especially the throwing matches at her sister. Really awful. And I like that the movie gives us that time of, of um, Katie Holmes being the uh, the unfairly treated hero. Yeah. And the family be, being the unbearing um, uh, antagonist. And then it gives us that little speech where we're going like, oh, like okay, maybe there is a world where they're just, like, been so screwed over by this, but we've come to like her so much and hate them so much that so I like that it clouds our judgment of both of them. Yeah. I like that moment a lot. Um, and I also like that Patricia Clarkson's a bitch in it because she's... Uh, it works well with her just having, you know, seemingly very serious cancer. The idea that she's, like, impatient and, yeah. like, you know, the daughter sings and she's like, can you stop singing and... The thing where she says, like, you know, she gets food for everybody before they go. And it's just because part of it is she's just exhausted and in pain. And so she's like, yeah, I'm grouchy and this isn't helping. But yeah, um,
1: I think that was one of the things that uh, really didn't help the movie uh, being so short is that like I I could tell it seemed to me what they were going for is mm -hmm. that because she is so sick. Uh, Patricia Clarkson's character is kind of just like given up on the facade and the way that like yeah. nor- normally a a mother pushes through and a mother loves her children despite their faults. Now she's at a point where she's just like teetering on the edge. She's like, what do you want from me? I am just a person and she lit the, the, she lit the boy's hair on fire. like I hate her. I But without having time to just kind of like establish her as a person, who is pushed to something else because she is sick. You, you're you just kind of sitting there watching, being like, God, you fucking suck. Like, you're so bad. April was right to leave. <laughs> um, She's just trying to make you a nice
0: meal. No, I mean, I do understand that. I just, there's something about um, that little moment. And then the... I also think that the movie kind of follows a, a nice... Um, dramatic line of she's mean to Alison pill. Yeah. And then it's not much later that we get to April's house and then they get to the restaurant and she sees a little girl. And I like thinking on it now that her being mean to Alison pill is really crucial. Cause she says like immediately after like, that was, te- I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. terrible. And then she sees a little girl. and I think if, if the other part hadn't happened, I don't think that that little girl would have had as much impact, but I like that that plants a seed of like, Oh, I'm, being overtly cruel yeah and then she's the girl and she's like and i might have been cruel to you like she sees the mother storm out and she's like you needed a mom there's this there's a, a look where it's like oh is it because you weren't there for her and it's not really for us to know we kind of understand where this is going yeah but there's a moment of her figuring out where she's like oh was i not there for her should i've been there more was i dismissive like i was in the car and all that kind of works for me i think it's a really kind of nicely made movie that's very tightly packaged. I like all the stuff with the tenants, the uh the 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 Asian family helping her at the yeah. end and then coming over for Thanksgiving is great. Um, the uh the African American couple with the cooking is is wonderful how all of that kind of comes together at the end where they all kind of show up and have a little she I think she just brings the cranberry sauce the, the the wife but
1: Yeah, all they got their own meal.
0: Right, which sounded a lot better. Um and it's just a nice little character study. It's very 2003. It's, like, got that we're using, like, digital camera look. Yeah. yeah that's, it's, like, this is, like, so edgy and new. Like, we can just film on the fly. And you're like, yeah, but, you know, 19 it, years later, it's not going to look yeah, as good. Yeah, it looks really
1: bad. Yeah, We're making movies on cell phones now that yeah. <laughs> look
0: better than this. Soderbergh makes better-looking movies on he cell does. phones. Um, But it all kind of adds to the charm of it to me. Because they don't really make movies like this anymore. That. huh Aren't built to really win Academy Awards or even be like critically acc- like acclaimed, right? If you're making an independent movie, you're aiming for either like cr- like critical acclaim or. Um, a surprise box office thing yeah and this is just like no we're just making just like, like a, a movie movie regular film about a family yeah. that like is good and it's going to get good notices and patricia clarkson's like established enough to get an oscar nomination out of it but um like if anyone else was if like margo martindale then was in that role it probably uh-huh. wouldn't have happened but patricia clarkson was, was in you know movies before that and stuff so uh i like it i really like the ending i like uh, the hug that allison pill gives katie holmes got me emotional this time which it never had before but it's really, really sweet of uh um it's a very sweet ending. And uh I like Alison Pill's really good in it too. You really want to hit her in the face. Yeah, she's really good in it.
1: And this is this is one of those movies speaking of Alison Pill that like I I feel like I talk about this a lot, but you look you look at movies that kind of cast people from before yeah. their stars, and that's that's just kind of like the mark of a well-done thing. Like the people on the set were like, yeah, who should, who should we get in this movie? Well, like Allison Pill, John Gallagher Jr. Mm-hmm. will play the siblings in the car. These like nothing parts that could be played by anyone. Mm-hmm. And if if you watch this movie from the early 2000s, and you're like, oh, I don't I don't recognize any of the young people in this. Then they they just kind of failed. Right. But you watch this movie now. It's like, oh, shit. That's that's John Gallagher Jr. and Alison Pill. Like they would go on to not become stars, but like become prominent actors. Oh, yeah. Uh, And so and it just kind of leads to a more a more polished thing that even like the the casting team and the directors had just had a good eye for who was going to be good in things.
0: It's a it's a really nice like family movie. Uh, To watch during Thanksgiving, and it's such a breeze too. It's an hour and 19 minutes with with credits. That like, I watched this you know over quarantine again, and I was just like, yeah, I could watch this next year too. It's just a very nice like, put it on the background while you're cooking, or just like you know, it's just a nice movie. Out of four leftovers, how many are you giving pieces of April?
1: I am going to give it. Man, the four. The four scale is always so tricky for me, and yet, uh, let's its c- correct. Yeah, well, for some, I uh, let's let's say let's say three, let's say Since three out of four. The dawn of
0: film critiquing—it was four stars, three. Yeah, that's what I give it as well. All right, three All right. stars. All right, uh, and then for our stocking stuffer, mm-hmm. we went back to our childhood. We watched Even Stevens, season one, episode fifteen. Heck of a Hanukkah, which came out December 1st, 2020, 20, double zero, 2000. <laughs> yeah. December 1st, 20. 22 years old. Um, boy, was this a blast from the past yeah. watching this show that I watched a lot. I remembered a lot of that episode. You did not.
1: I remembered none of it at
0: all. Uh, okay, so what did you think? That, I <laughs> First time watching uh, Even Stevens.
1: I, 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 watched, I watched Even Stevens a fair amount. Yeah. I never, never really loved it as a kid, but I would just like watched it a mm. lot. I don't, I don't really know what's up with that. I really like i i get, I get the Shia thing. He's he's very charismatic yeah. and like big and energetic, and like I see what's going on there. I just I find Lewis Stevens to be so obnoxious. And just wrong in his actions, not not even just like preco- precocious or yeah, whatever, I mean, but just like particularly the the impetus for this of like I'm just I'm gonna steal the presents. Just like to do what with them? I just open them. Just, I guess I'm gonna have them all to myself he also, now. Like,
0: just gets left off the hook entirely by his family. Yeah, he does nothing for them. He's learned a lesson, but he's done nothing for them to make up for this. And they're all like, "We decided it's fine."
1: Yeah, because you're fun. Like he's not. He's not fun. Oh, I, I think he's pretty I, fun. I don't like. It. I I'd also say that as a, a you know a piece of Hanukkah media, mm-hmm. we talked about just like. Hardly exists at all. Yeah. Basically doesn't. It's weird to me that it uses like the uh, Christmas Carol slash. It's a wonderful uh, life agree. framing device. Yeah. A thousand percent. It's like, dude, do we have, do we have to make such it, it a strong felt, like Christmas movie illusion? It, it, it fair, f-
0: felt like they decided that the, um, the characters were Jewish. Uh huh. And then we're like, we need a holiday episode. But, and we have a great idea for a Christmas Carol because Lewis is always getting in trouble, right? Um, and we'd love to see everyone kind of flip their persona, but uh, they're Jewish. So what do we do? It's because well, let's just do that, but have the mom tell the stories in the Magpie's? yeah for no reason like she's like she tells the story i'm like was this just part of like the disney company to be like you should also just say the story that way it's a teaching thing it's right like, i don't i don't get it it really could have less to do with the actual story of hanukkah but it is nice that they they say the prayer in hebrew at the end i was not expecting yeah. that um just making a very jewish choice in that regard and we'll see in the fablemans if they say uh Shell Hanukkah at the end. I bet they do. Um, He's so good. (laughs) It's like, and I realized that I based a lot of my childhood off of that. Not that character. I wasn't like him, Uh but the comedic thing that he's doing. And also that's how I wanted to dress. Okay. Bright colors. I was, I was a big kid. So Hawaiian shirts were always in bigger sizes. Hawaiian shirts, cool shirt underneath, like boom. Um, but he's just so good. His like on the fly stuff, it seems very natural to the character, and he just feels so um organic. He says little things like after his line ends that uh-huh. just feel it's just he's so good. And I also thought that uh Donna Preskow, I think is her name, who played the mom was good as the Bubby. Um but uh yeah, I, you know, it's weird. I just I haven't seen that show in forever and like the quick editing that they do a lot of the time, like people just walking really fast, like it's sped up. Yeah. It's very strange choice.
1: Yeah. A lot it's a you know, it's a show with flourishes and with an idea. Yeah. And like I can't appreciate it even if I very often find that idea to be way too much and not something that I and like.
0: Truly a performance that is so much more than the material given. Like Lewis yeah. Stevens is on the page a regular character, uh-huh. and then Shy's performance just makes it... It just elevates that kind of arc- archetype of yeah. a person, but... I...
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just like... I really can't get over the Christmas Carol thing. It's, like, it's so just, strange. It speaks so well to the lack of Hanukkah media that the f- one of the few times they do it, it's still like, yeah, but I, what do you... What do you mean we're making a Christmas thing? I mean, they're this all going to be centered around Christmas. On Christmas. Like
0: the the Goldbergs episode we may watch yeah. in the future is about how like the kids are kind of obsessed with, with Christmas. So uh-huh. the mom makes Christmas more Jewish. So like she hangs instead of stockings like Hanukkah socks or something. That kind okay. of thing. It's just it's all about Christmas. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's very yeah, well, listen, it, it's grown up as a Jewish kid. Um, for anyone who hasn't seen it And I can't imagine I'm sure you have But if you don't remember The whole conceit is that He breaks the presents And then is visited by A ghost Of his uh, Bubby's past Right Who then shows him life As if he didn't exist and, Yeah And stuff um, Interesting twist To then make him Corporeal Sure
1: Yeah Just like suddenly you're here
0: But yeah uh, It is weird That it is the story Of a Christmas cow um, All right That's it Next week we're doing The Last Waltz which is Noah's pick Yes. for uh, the Thanksgiving movie. It's about the, the, the band the band, uh, performing their last show with a bunch of guest stars. That was filmed on Thanksgiving Eve in the 70s. I believe the doc was directed by Scorsese. I think that's right, yes. Um, and it's very good. I've seen it. No, it hasn't. Uh, so that's going to be next week, and I don't know our stocking stuffers, so too bad. It'll be a surprise. Um,
1: Much like a stocking stuffer often
0: is. Recommend- I never got stocking stuffers, really.
1: I... Uh, you know, you get, like, some candy.
0: Yeah, I know. It's never a thing. Um,
1: right. Recommend a movie for the folks this week slash weekend. All right. Uh, I have seen The Banshees of Inishirin twice. Finally in, have seen uh, it. This weekend. Uh, incredible. Uh, it, it just incredibly good. Uh, is not the, like, Martin McDonough comedy? No. You might be expecting? Surprisingly so. i uh, but is, usually the trailers make it seem like it's going to be that kind of quirk. Yeah, and it's not. Uh, and like it's there. It is funny. It is, yes, I. Yeah, uh, but, but that's not what it. That's not what they're it's They're taking doing. the it's ridiculous
0: just, subject matter way more
1: seriously. Yeah, the trailers
0: is, make you believe.
1: It is very funny, but like it's a sad movie that is funny throughout. Uh, and just just incredibly good. Like I think I think I enjoyed it more on the second watch.
0: Really? Yeah, Sorry. I'm gonna take uh, my mom at some point to go see. Oh no, I can't do that. She'll she'll need the subtitles. Uh, she'll need the subtitles. If I get, maybe we'll do the the little box they give oh, you, sure. but
1: she's definitely gonna need subtitles for that. I mean, they'll do like an open caption screening um,
0: somewhere. No, they already did those when it first came out. Yeah. Uh, that's a good choice. I you're already doing it. I wholeheartedly agree. But I would like a certain movie coming out next week to get a lot of family business. Because I want it to, so I'm going to preemptively recommend *The Fablemans, Okay, which is going to be in wide release this weekend after two weeks of limited. Uh, I don't know how it is. I expect to really love it, but um, it's rated PG-13. But I think it's I think it's it's about a family, and it, you're I think it's with your family. Go see this movie. It's about the power of of I don't know what's about. I haven't seen That's it. Good. But it's Steven Spielberg's work. It's supposed to be incredible, um, and it's loosely based on his childhood. The movie, who, the man who gave us so many of our favorite movies. It's about um, how he got the inspiration yeah. and the drive to do so. It is his Belfast. So, Oh, uh, God. But it's going to be better than Belfast. It's going to
1: be a very interesting to find out whether anyone just like gives a shit about Steven Spielberg I know. anymore. I know. That's why I want people to see it. Uh, yeah. Seems like they should, but I thought that about West Side Story. All right. That's it. Plug us up. You can find us at what'sintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at witboxoffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm at Brian DeSerber, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. Of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on Dasher. We are on Dancer. that's Uh, That's good. Thank you. Yes, that uh, that just came to me and I'm stopping at two, even I could probably do all eight, but it would go, take a little bit of time. Go. Oh shit, I shouldn't have said that. I'll do it. All Dancer right. Dasher, Dasher, Prancer, Dasher Vixen, Prancer, Vixen,
0: Comic Common, Cupid, Donna okay. Blitzen. Yeah.
1: All right. I guess it's just the second two and to throw me off. The
0: most famous of all Wait, that's not it. And uh, the most
1: And and do you recall the most you recall famous famous of all? Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. Dash yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm saying the same thing at the end, right? We're changing that after the new year? Yeah. Great. Hey, listen, this has been What's in the Box Office. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Go see a movie. Uh, That'd be great with your family. Next week is Black Panther gonna bounce back from this hard drop? Are the Fablemans gonna do anything at the box office? Is anyone gonna see Bones and All? No. We're, okay. Well <laughs> we're gonna well, find out. Well the shorter episode next week we're gonna, gonna cut find that out portion. the answer. No of the first see it. two of those plus season screenings will continue. This has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. We'll See you next week. Happy Thanksgiving and until then, if you feel safe, go see a movie.